Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. We are here to just bring a tremendous word. This is part three of crowning your year with the goodness of God. Y'all out there, y'all still believe, right? You didn't let go of your year, did you? Don't let go of your year, all right? It is only February and we are, and you should still be believing God. Type it in the chat. I want to welcome all of you that are out there seeing this online, YouTube, Facebook. We want to let you know that your year is going to be crowned uh, with the goodness of God. And so we are going to uh, lay down some incredible things uh, this morning. And so again, our anchor scripture is Psalm 6511, Psalm 6511. And that scripture says, um, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. I want to re- I want to re- read that again. You crown my year. You, you crown my year with goodness and your paths drip. That means that is overflowing with abundance. And that crown is a representation of the kingdom of God. So literally our king Christ is going to crown your time. He's going to crown every month of this year with the goodness of God. And so we want to we want to just lift up prayer uh, this morning is a couple things that we want to do. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. I want you all to agree with me. We thank you for the release of the Holy Ghost. What happens in our lives is not by might, it is not by power, but it is by your spirit. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would release the crown. Just come on. We release the crown. We release the crown of goodness in the name of Jesus. We release it right now. We release it. We superimpose it every over every past hurt, the pain from the past, the shame from the past, every mistake, every disappointment. But we release right now in the name of Jesus the crown of goodness, the crown of goodness to be superimposed over our year in the name of Jesus. We declare, we declare the favor of God. Nini, why don't you declare the favor of God over the year? Hallelujah. Father, we decree and declare your favor as it is written in your word Mm. over our year. We thank you that 2022 is crowned, hallelujah, in your goodness. And we thank you, God, that everywhere we step, our paths drip Mm. with abundance, God. We thank you, Father, that we go through 2022 decreeing and declaring, God, that you are good and your mercy endures forever. Goodness and mercy shall follow every person under the sound of my voice 
voice mm. all the days of their yes, lives, Lord. God. And we thank you, Lord, that when you say all, all means all. We thank you, Lord, that every day, every day that yes. feels good, every day mm. that feels like a struggle, every day we that seems absolutely terrible. Mm. We thank you that every day, God, is crowned with your goodness. Yes, we shuffle. thank you that all things work together for our good. Hallelujah. In 2022, we thank you, God, for the for the elders that are listening, for mm. the young people that are listening, God, for people who are listening near and far. And yes, we thank so you, Lord. God, that your spirit knows no time yes, nor space. It. We thank you that you're in every airwave, every thank sound wave, Ghost. God. And we decree and declare that where that mm. listener is, God, where that woman is, Find where them. that man is, where that child is, Find we them. thank you that you are there with them. We pray that My they will experience your presence in the name of Jesus. Mm. Holy Spirit, mm. meet your children, mm. meet your mm. daughters, meet your sons mm. where they are, oh God. We thank you, Father, that it is not by power, mm. hallelujah, and it is not by might, God, you, but it's by the spirit of the living mm. God. And we decree and declare today and every day in 2022, God, will be crowned, hallelujah, with mm. your goodness and that our paths the places where we walk and step, that we will show up as Hallelujah. kingdom citizens and we will be favored mm. and we will be blessed because our paths drip with abundance. We say it and it is so in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen. Finally, Amen. We, just, we just release. We release the insights. Come on, we release yes, the insights of the kingdom of God. We release the depths. We release the dimensional understandings of the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, we release the heart, your heart concerning the kingdom of God to, to, to invade our lives, to be expanded in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we pray for that to be released. We even pray right now in the name of Jesus that the people of God would be focused. We release discipline. We release focus in the name of Jesus over their lives so that they might enter into everything that you intend for their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You fired up? Amen. I am fired up. And so we, we want to thank God first just for the prayer. We feel, uh, we you, hope Jesus. you feel, but we feel right now just the presence, the tangible ah, presence, the tangible glory of God and how thank he is you, going Jesus. to uh, speak to you all uh, today. We want to let you know that this thing is so serious that um, we, are we are starting a crown your life with goodness competition. You like that? I Janine did. said she's going to win uh, the competition. So here's how it will, here's how it will go. I'm going to just read this to you uh, very quickly. So we're starting a uh, crown your uh, year with a goodness competition. So on March 27th, we are going to announce four winners and each of those winners are going to receive a $100 gift so if you are from the silent generation or a baby boomer born between 1924 and 1964, we want you to enter into this uh, competition. Yes, if you are a uh, from Generation X, we're Gen Xers all day. Holler, yo, y'all better put something in the chat for the Gen X people because y'all forget about us. Born between 1965 and 1980, you better claim that. <laughs> you better claim that that prize money. And the millennials, born between 1981 
and 1996, we want you to enter your, uh, we want you to enter into this competition. And then finally, Generation Z and Y, those of you born between 1997 and 2012, we want you to enter into the competition. So how will this work? We want you to, and we're gonna talk about this today, we want you to have firstly a mission statement. Oh, it's right there, I love it. A mission statement, a vision statement, which really captures what, do you, what kind of history do you dream of making with your life? And then thirdly, and we've talked a lot about this the last two times, we want you to identify at least three goals that clearly demonstrate how you are progressing in 2022. And then the last two, we want you to identify at least one gift that you are committed to sharing with the world and share how you've used your gift. And then finally, we want you to share what rituals, there are rituals that we have for our being, rituals that we have for our body and rituals that we have for our brain now we want you to submit this if you want to enter we want you to submit this by march 20th you just you just email me at omar at newcovenantchurch.org and your submission will be accepted and the winners will be announced on sunday uh, march 27th we want to just give anything you want to say about it honey I, i'm excited i hope you're excited let's Let's put our all into it, have fun with it. And the beautiful thing about it is doing it, regardless of whether you win or not, you all win because you've made the very most of that first quarter of 2022. Yeah, and we want you to, we want you to see, see this as if, imagine your year ending yes. at the end of March. And when we have closer uh, time spans or tighter time spans, we wind up accomplishing more. So sometimes we can't see October. It's too far. We can't see November, but we can see March 31st. We can see, wow, I have about six to seven weeks to start drilling down on my gifts, my missions, and so forth and so on. And so we want to make sure that that happens. And we also want you to look out for another date that's gonna come up at the end of February where we are going to train everybody via Zoom, anybody that wants to come, and on how to develop and write your personal mission statement. Amen? Amen. So these are exciting times and uh, we want to just, we, we just thank God uh, for Pastor Bob for allowing us yeah. To, to drop this. Much love to you, Pastor Bob and First Lady Denise for just giving us the space uh, to make this happen. So here's what I want you to write down quickly uh, in your notes. I want you to write down. I'm gonna take notes. Oh, you're you gonna teach. take notes as well? Oh, you teach good. Wonderful, she says I teach good, so she's <laughs> gonna write some notes down as well. I want you to write these things down. This is very important. I want you to write down the word glory, and I'm gonna go through these very quickly. I want you to write down the word work. Mm. I want you to write down the word tithe, T-I-T-H-E, and offerings. And I want you to write down gifts. I'll give it to you again. Put it in the chat. 
Because if you understand these dynamics, glory, Jesus, work, the tithe and gifts, God will set you up. He's going to set you up to be positioned to receive, you see, to receive the tremendous outpouring of his favor, but you have to realize what these dynamics are. And let me give you this. This is deep. This is one of those things that's gonna knock you out your seat. Whatever God created you to become, it is not outside of you, God. It is inside of you. Your future is not around you or ahead of you, it is inside of you. Mm. Let me say this to you again. I feel the anointing of God. Whatever God created you to become, it is not outside of you, it is inside of you. Your future is not around you or ahead of you, it is inside of you. And so once you know by the Spirit of God that I'm literally carrying my future, you can live in peace. That's good. And I want you to put this in the chat. Success, according to God, is an inside job. Success, according to God, is an inside job. The second thing that I want you to understand is that the Bible is about a king, his kingdom, and his kings, that's us. We are the king's kids. So it's, it's, it'll be very difficult for us to walk in, Janine, the tremendous abundance that God so desires to pour out if we have a poor self-image. Yes. If we have a poor self-concept, if we don't believe that we are worthy. And so it's, we have to understand that the Bible is about a king, his kingdom and his kings, which, are, which is us, are his kids. Now, glory. Now, let me just give you this quickly about glory. The power of kings is displayed in their wealth. Very important. Christ is a king. He is not a president. He is not a prime minister. In other words, Christ did not get voted in by the people. So the people do not control his authority. Keep move, I'm going to move with me with this. The purpose of a king's wealth is to secure their reputation. This is very important. So when a king, Jesus is the king of kings, right? So when a king is wealthy, it is called his glory. The word glory in the scriptures is called kabod. Oh my God. So the kabod represents his weight or his true nature, all right? So the glory of a kingdom speaks of its true weight in his nature, right? So a king needs to be wealthy because it determines his reputation among the kings. I hope you get That's that. Good. So a king, now just remember, you also are a king. Watch this. So the glory of a king is his power to outgive other kings. My Ooh. goodness. So a king shows how powerful he is by his ability to outgive other 
king. So when a king hears of another king, he normally takes gifts to that king to uh, to show him up. Yeah. So we are kings, right? Oh, you are kings and priests yeah, yeah. unto God, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You are kings and priests unto God. So anytime we give a gift to God, God says, I want to I want to outdo you. Why? Because that is my nature. OK, mm -hmm. I want you to make sure you get this. We're still talking about glory. Right. So this is why kings always because it's about glory. Kings always want to accumulate more land, more gold. That's why we used to say as uh, we we'll say the glory of Rome as they colonize other countries or the glory of Britain. They colonize countries in Africa. And so all kings want to expand their domain. Now, so you have to understand why did God choose king and kingdom to describe himself? Now, you have to understand this because this is critical for understanding your position in God. The first man, Adam, was given rulership, not ownership. Yeah. So in the scripture, God always wants to show that he has more glory than man. So in Psalm 24, he says this, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So let, let's stop right there. So keep that scripture up there. The earth is mine. So I literally own the physical earth, and I own everything that's in it. I own every mineral. I own every person. Mm -hmm. I own uh, every natural resource of the earth. And I also own the world. The word world means makeup or, or cosmos. That's where we get the word cosmetics, all right? So he says, I own the world and those that dwell Therein, So that's why it says in the scripture, who is this king of glory? The Lord, <laughs> strong and mighty. So I, I want you to get this. Watch this. Now, so God essentially allows us to use everything in his earth to make us look good. God wants to show his glory in us, not only to other people, but to the invisible angel. So when God manifests his glory through your life, it is not just him showing something to your boss or people in the community. It is a witness to the devil. That's good. It is a witness to the demonic realm. It is a witness mm, wow. to how glorious he is. And that's why God will do anything to bring you out of pain, mm. to bring you out of shame, to bring you out of mistakes, to bring you out of a, a, a low place, to literally resurrect yeah. your life. All right. And so mm. I want you to understand why this glory is important. Now, so anytime that you give to God, giving places a demand on the king's wealth. So that means that anytime that you give to him, he always wants to show you more 
glory. Now watch this. This is, this is very important. So, he, so, so let's, when, we, when we think of the tithe, he says this. Would a man rob God? And the answer is yes, right? Would a man rob God? Yes. And he says, how have we robbed you? You, you have robbed me with tithes and offerings. Now, what we really rob God of is an opportunity to expose or share his glory with us. Now, it's very interesting that every system of the world understands this principle of tithing. There's a phenomenal book called, uh, and I forgot to bring it up here, it's called The Richest Man in Babylon. And in The Richest Man of Babylon, and Babylon is a pagan, it's, a, it's an identification of the pagan world, the Gentile world. So Babylon, he says in this book that if you want to be very wealthy in Babylon, you must pay yourself first. How much, Nene? 10%. At least 10%. You must pay yourself first. He said it is the iron law. And it's very interesting that Jesus said when he was talking about the unjust steward, he said, I marvel at the children of this world that in their generation, they are wiser than my children. In other words, he was saying, they understand how their kingdom works. And so God is in Malachi chapter three. He's not talking about religion. He's saying that if you honor me with the tithe, I'm not going to just pay you. I'm going to pour on you. I want you to put that in the chat. That he's not going to pay. It's a difference between, what's this? It's a difference. He says, he says, I'm going to pour. Here it is. Here it is right here. I'm going to pour. I'm going to pour. I'm going to pour. That, he's not just going to pay you. So when you honor the king's system, the king says, I'm going to do meta. Meta means beyond. I'm going to do beyond what you even done. So it's not a trade off of you give me $10, I'm going to give you $20. That's gambling. That's playing the lottery with God. Mm. He's saying, no, 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 I'm not a genie. I'm not, I don't do magic. He's saying that when you honor my system of tithing, there's a book called The Automatic Millionaire. And in the back of the book, he says, my good, he said, listen, if you just gave to a charity 10%, your whole life would get better. So what the world has done, they've taken God out and said, ah, we don't want the God stuff. We want his principles. Mm-hmm. And so the believers, uh, when they don't hear how it connects to who God is, we can be faint at heart. And so all I'm saying to you is that when you give to a king, you trigger something. Yes. You challenge his glory. In religion, people just give to get something back. But when you understand kingdom, you will never go before a king empty handed. That's why the Bible is not a religious book. It is a book that teaches you the protocols of how to live out the kingdom. And Janine, that's why he said, seek ye first the kingdom. Why? Because I'm going to crown your life. Yes, with goodness. With goodness. And your paths are going to drip with abundance. All right, here's the second thing. So the second thing is work. This is very important. I want you, Janine, can you read when it comes up on the screen, Genesis 2.15. And this is extremely important. I'm going to take about six minutes with this because this one is. So we, have, we understand the glory. There it is, Janine. 
Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Good. All right. Now, listen. So when you translate this, I want you to write down, put this in the chat, please. Hashtag work because you probably this thing is going to blow your mind. So the first thing God gave man mm-hmm. after he gave him his presence, his presence is identified as Eden. So after he gave him Eden, the first thing he gave man was work. Now, here's the, here's the thing that I want you to understand. He gave the man work before he gave him a woman. Because if the woman shows up and you do not understand your work, you are going to be in trouble. Now watch this. Many of us think that work is just doing things, but that is not God's understanding of work. And when you get this, it's going to blow your mind. Work to God means this. It's defined as to become. Mm -hmm. To manifest yourself. So when he was in the garden, he says, Adam, I want you to work. He's saying, become. Manifest yourself. Reveal yourself. God. Fulfill your assignment. Show the world what's inside of you. Become yourself. So when God is saying work, he's saying, I I want you to, I'm not just giving you a job, but I'm giving you work because your job can close. You can get fired from your job, but you can still have work. In fact, you can find your work within the job. I want you, so he's saying this. When you, when you see a bird flying, the bird is doing its work. When you see a fish swimming, God calls that work. When a, when a seed is becoming a tree, that is called work. When we saw Michael Jordan for years and people stopped, six championships, six MVPs, that was work. When we see Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Oprah Winfrey, that Mother Teresa, that is work. So what does it mean? It means I'm becoming myself. So God wants you to manifest yourself. That's why when we really start to become and manifest what's inside of us, we start crying. We don't believe it. And, and other people sometimes are shocked. They're like, I didn't know that was, I didn't know you had that. Right. I didn't know that was in you. I thought, did you see the neighborhood you came from? Is, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? I didn't know you were a king. I didn't know, whose father, who's your father? Who's your mother? And so when we start to manifest ourselves, it shocks not only us, but it surprises everybody around us. And that's why I want you to know your future is buried deep inside of you. And that's why God says, I want 
you to find your work. It's kind of like what our son says. He says, Dad, Dad, I got to, it's that, that little ball on that field. <laughs> I become somebody when I have that ball in my hand. I, something different manifests. And when, when, I, when, I, when our youngest son, Nate, is, is singing or doing gymnastics, something, he becomes mm -hmm. another person because of the work. And when Grace is conversing and reporting, and deliberating key issues, she becomes another person. I'll give you an example. Minister Baldy, shout out to you. Her leadership over the two fish, five loaves. She has engaged a, 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 a whole army of, of leaders to, to deal with food insecurity, but in the process of doing it, she's become another person. That's what work does. And so when I find my work, it exposes me. You like that? I love it. Wow. So I, I'm, I'm going to pause here. I'm going to come back to the gifting. Okay. And the, um, and the piece about uh, wisdom. But I want to I give you the space to really drop down why it's important for us to to live on mission. Does, is, I, I just tap in the type in the chat. Is this making sense to you? So we drop down the glory. That's right. And then we drop down. Um, we, I briefly hit the tithe and I did, I hit the work and mm -hmm. I, I'll save the, the gifting part. Or do you want me to set you up with that one scripture? Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Let me set you up with the one scripture from um, first Kings chapter 10 verse 1 if we can put that up on the screen i'm gonna just set you up first kings chapter 10 verse 1 now watch this it says now when the when the queen of sheba had heard of the fame of solomon now interestingly enough solomon was a king so when you see the kings in the old testament it's a shadow mm -hmm. it's a shadow for what you could become it's a shadow of which because they were forerunners right. for what Christ would do and Christ is in us. So, so if Christ is, that's why when Jesus in Luke 12, 42, you don't have to turn to it. In Luke 12, 42, Jesus said, a greater than Solomon is here. So not only was Solomon is a, is a king, but I superseded what he did. And if I superseded what he did and he's in your clothes. That's right. And Christ is in me. So go back to that scripture. It says, now the queen of Sheba heard of the fame mm -hmm. of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord. And she came to test him with hard questions. It's very interesting that when you find your work, people will hear about you and they will come to see you. And that's why you have to be very conscious you have to say, well, why aren't people coming to see me? What is happening in my mm -hmm. life no, that people are not attracted to me? Or what am I doing where I'm not attracting certain people or certain opportunities? It's a shift in your mindset. And we believe that part of this is that. And then in verse four, it says, when she saw the wisdom of God, first Kings 10, verse four, when she saw the wisdom of God, she was overwhelmed. Mm. 
She was overwhelmed by what she saw concerning Solomon. Then verse 10, she gave him 120 talents. In other words, she dropped on him. So when kings meet kings, they exchange glory. She gave him $118 million. Just a visit. Black woman. Just, just, I'm, I'm just telling you how serious this was for this woman to come with this much money. She heard, and what I'm saying to you is when you start to position yourself rightly, because you are a king also, people are coming to give you gifts. Who are you overwhelming with what you know? Who are you overwhelming with what you do? Watch this. And then in verse 23 and 24, it says, King Solomon was greater in riches and wisdom than all the kings of the earth. The whole world sought audience with Solomon to hear his wisdom or his solutions that God has, had put in his heart. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying to you is, like Solomon, you are a carrier of solutions to homelessness. You are a carrier of solutions to poor educational systems. You are a carrier of solutions to abuse. The whole world sought to have audience. And then Jesus says, a greater than Solomon is right here. And what Jesus had is in you, the Christ. And so, Janine, I want to transition to you uh, at this point to kind of, because he, success is an inside job. And they sought to see or hear what was in his heart. And we too have to unpack what's in our hearts. What's heart. in our hearts. And so uh, we talked about the competition yes. and we're not gonna leave you out there to figure out how to make your own mission, vision, identify your gifts and Amen. talents and set goals, Amen. which is what ahead, my husband started with in the new year, right? The, the quadrant and setting goals in each quarter. And so what we're doing now, so that you're very clear, is we're doing what we call back mapping our way into being able to set and fulfill those Amen. goals. And so if you look at Proverbs 20, verse five, we wrote years ago, something that we call the four pillars of purpose. Amen. And it's actually in, don't be scared, uh, live on purpose. The four pillars of purpose. So I'm going to give these to you quickly, but don't worry because when we meet again in a Zoom in a few weeks, we'll be able to really drill down give you more understanding and help you write your own mission and vision statement, identify your gifts, and then set and fulfill those goals. So Proverbs 20 verse five says, purpose in the heart mm. of a man or woman, it's like deep water, but a man or woman of understanding Amen. will draw those purposes out, okay? The four pillars that we talk about and have taught over the years are right inside the scripture. So let's look at it. Purpose in the heart of a man. Where is the purpose? Inside. It's in your heart. So my husband just talked about the heart and, and how uh, the queen brought all of these riches and gifts so that the glory could be, could be revealed. 
When you check your heart, that's pillar number one, check your heart. Mm -hmm. Pillar number one is check your heart. Now, there are a lot of things for me to tell you about this particular pillar, but I want you to write down Proverbs 4, verse 23, okay? Mm. Proverbs 4, verse 23, what does it tell us? Guard your heart. Amen. Why? With all due diligence, because out of it, what? Flows the issues, or some translations say, it, from out of it springs life. That's good. Okay? That's good. And so, what is the main thing I want to tell you of the list of things I have to tell you about checking your heart? Pillar number one is this. You have to quiet yourself. Wow. Wow. We don't as a practice, it's not something that we really see happening a lot in our particular culture, but we'll talk more about rituals at some point. You have to quiet yourself so that you can literally hear and feel God speaking to you. He is in you. Mm. And so when you quiet yourself, like my husband said, the purpose is not outside of you. Mm -hmm. It's merely inside of you, Close in your heart, awaiting your recognition of it. Amen. That's why you can settle down. That's why you can calm down. That's why you don't have to feel like you're too old or too young, right? Because God is a God that is timeless. He eternal. is He is eternal. Mm. And he set eternity, That's the scripture good. says, That's in That's your good. heart. That's good. Okay? So pillar number one is check your heart. Pillar number two, purpose in the heart of a man or woman is like what? It's like deep water. Yeah. Pillar number two is dive deep, okay? And so if you're going to live a life of passion, purpose, mission, clarity, right? right. Yep. You're it. not going to be a shallow person. No. Mm -mm. You're going to be that person that when you show up, people say, who's that? Yep. It's something about your voice. I know that voice from anywhere. Absolutely. You know, there's something about the way that person looks or the way they carry their themselves. Posture. It's something about their posture that, that tells me, I need to know you. I yep. need to speak to you. Absolutely. You have, and as my husband did the example, he told you what? Yep. When you give, it will be poured out to you more, 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 and more, right? More than you can ask or imagine. But here's the other part, the third dimension yeah. of it drink. Are you refreshed? I needed that. Ah, that was good. Give me some more. Give me some more. A little and bit he more wants more. Yeah. And this is what happens when you live on purpose. Have a drink. Mm. Mm -hmm. His H2O is good. Yes. Excellent. I love it. And so it. when you really understand your purpose, when you check your heart, when you dive deep, not only will you position yeah. yourself to receive what's coming out of heaven more than you can ask or imagine, but you'll have something to offer to refresh right. others. And they'll ask for more and more and more. Yep. And so you wanna dive deep. There's this whole concept, I don't have time to deep tell ocean. you about it right now. It's called DOW, it's by scientists and engineers. Deep ocean water, right? And so what happens is that through their study, they learn that the deeper you go into the ocean, the colder the water is, and listen to this, the saltier the mm. water is. Mm. The deeper mm. you go, the more the properties change from the shallow water to the deep water. And when you get deep, you have the ability to not only refresh 
but to preserve the world. Salt and light. I've been telling my children that since they were very young. They got it. And that precocious Nathaniel, when he was little, told me one day when I said, I told him every day, be salt and light, be salt and light. And one day Nate said, no, mom, today I'm going to be pepper and darkness. <laughs> Don't be pepper and darkness. Be salt and light. That's all right. Good. So That's when good. you dive deep, you get to do all these things. How do I dive deep, Janine? You got to go deeper in prayer. You have to spend time quieting yourself. You have to increase your giving. Yeah. You, you need to be more grateful. These are tangible ways in which we begin to dig and, and dive and, deep, and, doing what we're talking and, and, about. And paying attention, if I add, paying attention to the ideas that God gives you. Yes. The, 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 the thing that's powerful about Brandon from our church yes. is that Brandon studying never stops. Shout out, put him in, put him in the uh, chat, please. Brandon has taken himself seriously. Yes. And, and we often see young people who are not sure right. whether they should take themselves seriously. And you have adults who are not sure whether or not you should take yourself seriously. Take yourself seriously. Dive deep into your, your ideas. Quiet yourself so you can write them down. Yeah. And the plans and the excitement, it will begin to come to you. Mm. Purpose in the heart of a man or woman is like deep water. But a man or woman of what? Understanding will draw it out. Pillar number three is seek understanding. Mm. Now write this scripture down, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. It says, for the spirit searches all things, yay, the deep things That's good. of God. Oh, wow. that hit your spirit, hit I felt that, it. No, that hit me. I, I, heard, I heard it. <laughs> we're not understanding. Because we're not just after God, we're after the deep things of we're God. We're after the deep things of God. Mm. And when we get them, we become people of understanding. So this pillar comes in two pieces, if you will. Mm. So seek understanding, right? of yourself, mm. that takes time, mm. Mm. that takes work, that takes investment, yeah. that takes energy, and then mm. seek understanding from people of understanding. Some of us have just been listening to the wrong people or not listening to anyone, you know, and how does that listening occur? You're reading, you're going to networking, you're you're reaching out to people and, and having lunch or dinners together. You're, you're becoming a person of understanding and you're seeking to learn from and be around people of understanding. That's pillar number three. Last but not least is pillar number four, which is flow. Mm. Purpose in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man or woman of understanding will draw it out. When these three things occur, you will find yourself being ushered into a place called flow. Mm -hmm. mm. Now, while there is this mm. Hungarian psychologist who dedicated a large yeah. portion of his um, time to studying and writing about this, Dr. Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, the scripture was, of course, first. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and the scripture in Proverbs 4, verse 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Mm. 
Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, but with all thy getting, get what? Get understanding. Get understanding. And when you get understanding, you can move into a place of flow. Flow is that place we talked about uh, Michael Jordan. We talked about Nate. We talked about Josh. We talked about Grace. That's the arts and uh, sports and all of that mixed up together. And whatever your thing is, you know, are you an artist? Are you a dancer? Are you a writer? Are you an architect? Are you a speaker? Are you a teacher? Do you, are you a caregiver? Mm. There, there's no thing that can be done in a which connector. you cannot find flow. Yeah. If you are meant to do that thing, you will find yourself getting into a space and time where you feel like can you can do this, do this all night. Yeah. I could do this forever. Yep. I yep. would do this for free. Yep. The, the beautiful thing is when you <laughs> find flow, yeah. The thing you would do for free, people are willing to pay a fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, oh, somebody wanted yeah. me to say that again. Yeah, I can no, feel say, it. I no, can feel say it again. It. The thing you do for free, someone will eventually be willing to pay a fee. No, and, when you get in flow. And when you also get into flow, God will do this amazing thing where he'll take you beyond salary. Absolutely. See, he'll take you beyond salary and start to introduce you to fees. Fees. Plural. Commas. <laughs> Commas. I'm just, this, this, listen, listen. Receive we, it. We, we receive it. Abundance. Abundance. But I want to say this piece that you said about understanding. In Proverbs 13, verse 15, it says that good understanding releases favor. Mm, that's good. So the more you understand about yourself, mm -hmm. about your mission field, about yeah. your message, about the ideas that God has dropped in your heart, favor is released if you move on it. If you move if on you it. If you move on it. If faith I'm gonna and let you works. Do the, I'm going to let you deal with that. Show me your faith. <laughs> I'll show you my works. They have to be, they have to kiss mm. and walk together. Mm. Else you have nothing. James, mm. let us know that. <laughs> and so as I wrap this up, we're, we are going to help you all who want to show up to that Zoom once it's announced to write a mission statement for yes. your life. Universities have missions. Organizations have missions. Businesses have missions. You must have a mission statement for your life. And having one will help you to, to understand how to flow from mission to vision to gifts and talents to the fulfilling of your goals. But this very important mission statement, yeah, please. I wanna make sure I read. In Luke 4, verses 16 through 18, we have Jesus' mission yes, statement. Yes, go ahead, please. We have, and I wanna read it. I like to touch my Bible. <laughs> so Jesus is preaching in Nazareth, and in verse 16, he says, and he, it says, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Yeah. And so he was in his hometown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was where he was brought up. And as the custom was, he went into the synagogue on the ritual. Sabbath day. It was a ritual. Mm -hmm. And stood up for That's to right. read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book... Mm. He found the place where it was written. Mm, mm, Gotta open the book. Mm, mm, it's mm. in the book. And it was already what? It was already written. Before? Before you the foundations of the earth. 
Now you're in Jeremiah 29, it, that's 11. A, that's, a revelation. that's why you don't have to be anxious. It's already done. It's just waiting for you to step into it. Just step into and it. Certain, that's why we can calm down. That's right. That's right. It's that's the right. work is not to do the thing. The work is to discern the thing. That's good. That's good. That's good. Because it's already done. It's al it was written. It is written. It is written. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is written. You a minister. Thank you. Go ahead. Verse 17. Go ahead. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened Prophetic the book, word. he found the place where it was already written. <laughs> Verse 18. Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Mm -hmm. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, mm. to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, what he did for the year. to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year <laughs> of the Lord. So, so Jesus' mission. And Jesus is, and, and, and watch this, in Jesus' mission, he also cared about your year because the acceptable year of the Lord was the year of Jubilee. Yes. It was the year where all your debts were forgiven. It was the year where you entered into the favor of God. It was the year where your land was restored. It was the year <laughs> when you built your company. It was the year where you wrote your book. It was the year you came back from the dead. Hallelujah. He preached the acceptable year yeah, of the Lord. Lord. And that's why by the spirit of God, we're saying Amen. that if you're, no matter if you're sick, Doesn't no matter. matter if you're brokenhearted, no matter if you feel bound, we're Hallelujah. saying to you that this is the acceptable year. year of the Lord. It's your year. It's my year. It's your year. It's my year. Declare it in the chat. It's, it's my your year. year. It's your it's year. It's my year. And we want you to know that when you have this revelation, you can enter into, it's a perpetual blessing. Yes. It's a perpetual blessing. It's not something that you have to beg for. It's something that the Father said, I love you so much. I want you to enter into perpetual, generational blessing that not only will it uh, blow your mind, but it's going to blow the mind of your children. And they're going to say, how in the world did I enter into this? Because mom and dad were walking in perpetual blessing. The rest of God. That is. Not just the, the rest in, mm. the, in the peace of God, That's but the rest of him. Wow. And, the, and God is wow. limitless. He's omniscient. He's <sighs> omnipresent. So imagine when you step in. <sighs> hallelujah. In peace, mm. you step in in rest <sighs> so that you can experience the rest of God. Mm. All that he has waiting for you. Age is not an excuse. Mm. Mm. resources that you can see that you have it's or don't have right now, it doesn't matter. God is looking for us mm. to bow our hearts mm. and say yes. Wow. And, and Janine, can you, before we wrap, can you address the part about the corporate mission? Absolutely. The corporate mission and how we find ourselves in the context of that corporate mission. And so that's why we understand what Jesus' mm. mission was. It has all the elements that we will help you with. Yes. What kind of action 
do you have there? You see it in Luke when Jesus said, who are you called to? Or as we say, your people groups, right? Mm. What kind of virtue are you going to do your work with? It's all right there. But here's the thing. In the context of our corporate mission, right? Co-mission, yeah. It's a co-laboring, a co-mission, a mission Mm. that we have together. So we have our individual missions, but we have a co-mission as the the people of God, the Great Commission. And it's inside of that Great Commission where we are actually able to do these three things. Number one, design, discern. That's what we talked Mm -hmm. about, settling yourself. Number two, design your personal mission. And then the third thing is that you're going to fulfill it. (laughs) Mm. You're going to do it. Mm. You're going to do it. And as you pour yourself out. Yeah, yeah. What did David say, honey? King David. He said, I'll serve my generation. He was pouring himself out Mm. so he could serve his generation. And what happened when he did it? He died empty. He died empty. He died empty. New Covenant, this is your portion. You are, you will become so significant. And as we close, we just release. Thank you, Jesus. The glory Ah, of God. We release what was written. Just we release what was written concerning you before the foundations of this world. And we pray, oh God, that it would manifest in your mission, in their mission statement. We pray, oh Lord that it would manifest in their vision. We pray, oh God, that it would manifest in their marriage, in their relationships with their children, in their money, in their message. We pray that it would manifest at New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. Mm. We declare that what was written will manifest in the name of Jesus. And Father, we take you you at your word that this is the acceptable year of the Lord. And that our entire year Thank will you, will 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 be filled with the goodness of God. Our entire year will yes, drip with the abundance that comes from your heart. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Thank Father, you. we even pray right now for anyone out there that's saying, "Man, I I I need to give my life to Christ." Yes. I need to be I need to be saved. The Bible says that he here's an iteration of Christ's mission. I came to seek and save that which was loss and so if you if you're saying man i don't know god thank you lord i don't know him personally i haven't experienced him in the depths of my heart i haven't been forgiven of my sin if that is you right now this is your opportunity to be saved by his grace to accept the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ where he forgives you of your sin and once you accept that and say lord i believe that You become his son and you become his daughter. Equally important, you become a king. Hallelujah. (laughs) And and everything opens up to you. Thank you, Jesus. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom of God. If you you have said that prayer this morning, we want you to follow up with somebody in the chat. There's some rooms that might be open up and we want you to follow up to say, I've said that prayer and I just need somebody to agree with me or follow up with me. But if you've done that, you are saved. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Master your year. Peace. 
Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.